I'm Rebecca Miles reporting from New York. You've been listening to Free Speech Radio News. I'm Aura Bogado. all the clothes in the parking lot seriously sorry i must have dropped them dan you can't take your clothes off until we're in the studio yeah we do the show semi-live and semi-nude not the parking lot see i just like to think of wednesday's naked day me too i have a hard time putting clothes on at all actually naked time is only from six to seven not all day at least wear a feather boa the rest of the time dan Speaking of six to seven, it's almost time. Crud, we have to hurry. See, I am ready to go, and you fools have to strip still. Well, I'm wearing my easy-release stripper clothes. Ta-da! All right, y'all, let's start the show. It's 6 o'clock on Wednesday. Time for Closets Are for Clothes on WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor. The next hour is going to be bursting with news, reviews, and interviews for the TBLG community, our friends, families, and allies. And we are your hosts, the cool kids. Dan. Meredith. Christy. And Greg. Thanks for joining us. Let's go. And are we here? Yep, we're here. (laughs) All right. You know, I haven't heard it, the new... The new intro. Oh, you haven't heard it yet. No, not on the air. It's great. But how did I get talked into pretending I was wearing stripper clothes? <laughs> well, well, I think it was some of those those one nights that you actually did it, and we. Uh... Dan, those are secrets. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you? This I'm, actually, I'm fine. I need to say that we're. Uh, it's, this is Dan Burns and Meredith Hockman. Oh, that's right. That's who we are. Right, exactly. <laughs> and um, this is April. Oh my gosh! Already April. April fourth, two thousand six. It's actually the fifth. It's actually the fifth. Okay, we're it's April, actually April. <laughs> Fifth, so people don't. Is, I, In case people were like, "Really? Where have I been?" On? <laughs> it's that daylight savings that's messing with you, isn't it? That's right, exactly. That I I want to uh, back one day rather than <laughs> you an entire day rather than just an hour. Right, forward. exactly. You know, I'm an overachiever. Back. Right, you are. <laughs> <laughs> and we should be expecting Christy Cardinal any moment now. So I hope she's okay, and or maybe she's been stuck in traffic or something. Yeah, there so. was traffic. Yes, exactly. So now, how are you? I'm really good. I'm really good. I know I haven't been here in forever. I was driving here and I thought to myself, when's the last time I was at the show? It's been a lifetime. It it has. It really has. I mean, it's like, goodness. So what have you been doing? (laughs) I wish it was something exciting like traveling the seven seas or, you know, (laughs) or, you know, working it. I don't know. A strip club or something that Ooh. I could give you great details of my excitement, but unfortunately, I've just been working. Oh, I know. Bummer. And enjoying like the weird weather that we were having. I kind of like the one day it's warm, one day it's cold, one day it's warm. <laughs> it really gives me a wide range of options within my closet. There you go. So I never feel like, oh, what do I wear? I don't have any more warm things left. So, uh, but what if what if we run out of warm things and it's a cold day? That's the thing. If I run out of warm things and it's a cold day, I can wear my cold things. Oh, I mean, if you have a, oh, I thought you meant like the things that keep you warm. No, 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 no. Oh, uh, so what if you run out of co- uh, cold things and it's a warm? Uh, okay, you, yes. I just get all sweaty. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. okay. Gotcha. Or I get turned bright red. That's really what I do. Ah, okay, great. Yeah. So it's lovely. It's a wonderful, attractive look for me. <laughs> it is. It saves on the makeup, you know, yeah, from really pinching does. your cheeks and stuff. <laughs> right. So, so how are you? Well, I'm a little traumatized. 
Uh oh. Yes. Um, it's because I've been gone for so long. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Exactly. <laughs> well, we were doing some homework for it because I just loved last week's um, uh, show where we had uh, the Detroit Women's of Rhythm and Blues on. One of my favorite all-time groups. I mean, how could you not love the sound? Oh my gosh! And people have already told me that they loved it so much they've already bought like several CDs awesome. and they have a deal on their on their. Um, their website, which you'll have to check out their website to, for more information. Actually, you can go to closetsontheair.com and look up Detroit Women uh, of Rhythm and Blues. Um, or actually, I did, uh, because they don't do the Rhythm and Blues anymore. They do no, Detroit Women in Motor City. Mm-hmm. And go to that, and you can link to their website. But um, people are already buying it and using it to uh, motivate themselves to do whatever they need to do. and really? Or just dance around the house. So. Um, so yes, but, um, so I was inspired, so I thought we got to get some more folks, like more music on our show. I agree. We do work at a radio station that plays music. And awesome music, quite yeah. a variety of music, right. yes. And, um, so I was looking through the, through the things, through the website and trying to find different groups, and I came across, um, like, um, LGBT, uh, groups or people that are affiliated with LGBT, um, folks. And, mm-hmm. and I, I'm a little depressed. Because my favorite group Why? when I was a kid was the Nylons. I okay. love it. It was an acapella group. It was a, ma- a male acapella group. And it turns out that they actually um, are on the list and have been for like years and years and years, for a couple of decades actually. And I was like, one more proof. You know, I liked Barbara Streisand. <laughs> I liked ABBA. And now the one group I, I held out, and it was like uh, the Nylons. And I thought, there we go. You could still claim them as their, see, I'm not as gay as everyone thinks I am. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm what so much. <laughs> well, you are. So, yeah. So it was kind of an interesting, I, I was really kind of uh, shocked by that, actually. The whole day, I was just like. How can this be? Exactly. You know, but, um, but yeah, so now. Now I'm also, and I was wondering, um, because we're going to share this with Christy, that Dan access that butch gene one more time, you know? So, oh, and here Christy is. Yay! So, um, yes, and so while Christy is getting herself prepped and things like this, I had a butch moment this weekend. So, and I was going to share it with you to show it. I'm sure you did. (laughs) (laughs) And his name, no, I mean... (laughs) Um, but yes, um, the there's a um, in the ba- one of our bathrooms there is oh, the one did, with the pink and frills. <laughs> no, the other one. And, uh, <laughs> um, so um, and so one of the things was that um, we one of the plugs uh, or the electrical outlets um, was that working. And so I actually got to like turn off the you main switch. You fixed it? Well, it's not no, fixed he yet. Turned off but the power. I did turn off the power to it. <laughs> <laughs> not so much for that. Yeah, I know. Exactly. That's but, that's just like one step up from the light switch. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I see. You know, oh. it really is. Thank you. So, yeah. So, it was like goodness. So, um so yeah, so it's gonna. It, it was it was an interesting moment, I'll tell you. So so how are you, Christy? You know, I'm good. There was a really bad accident on 94 uh, at State Street, and not uh, that I take the expressway to get here, seeing as how I live in town. Right. But I was gonna ask you that. I was like, what kind of plan is that, Christy? It doesn't seem efficient. Everybody who does normally takes the ex- normally takes the expressway was taking my route uh, oh. from my house to the station to get downtown. 
Oh, okay. Gotcha. Because it was at 94 in state. So that's why I'm tardy. Sorry. Ah. That's I, it. You're going to have to write on the board 100 I'm times. I'm going to have to I write sentences. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. But I'm good. You know, Saturday starts the ninth month of pregnancy <gasps> in that's our house. That's so exciting. Oh, that's my like gosh. You're at the end. You're like We're totally the last, at the like, end. Three miles of the marathon. That's right. We are totally on third base. Wow. We're that actually is, in between third base yep. and home is yep. where we are. Oh, my gosh. That is so exciting. It is, and I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I'm having, I'm having, you know, like Are you having your own personal? I'm having my own personal morning sickness now. Uh, right. I'm freaking out. You guys are going to be great. You're going to be awesome. Thank you. I saw your lovely partner the other day. She looked wonderful. She looks great. She's large. She lo- she looks very pregnant, mm-hmm. but it suits her. It does. You know how some people you see them and you think she's had a really good pregnancy. It's not been challenging really at all mm-hmm. in, a, in a lot of ways and so i think that that's one of the reasons why she looks so good right mm-hmm. like she's not having a hard time in a lot of ways other than some minor you know her fingertips are numb and she has to right. pee a lot you know like <laughs> yeah. normal mm-hmm. normal things right. you know she's not been very sick she's not had a lot of issues so i think that that helps it helps her um, feel better and do better and all that good stuff. Um, but she has a habit, a natural habit of whenever an event is going to happen or we're having company or something like that, that there suddenly we develop this large, long list of house projects that need to happen (laughs) before that time. Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. And it's my responsibility to get them all taken care of. Oh, no. Because she's got other things to do. Because she's got other things to do. So, yeah. And so you can see I have a little bit oh, of paint wow. on my arms. Yes. Um, just on this one because it dripped on my shirt. Well, that's and my other hand. Yeah. Oh, good. I don't look one-handed. No. Yes, um, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing with my time is trying to play. Because the deadline is next Thursday. Oh, I, it's sort of arbitrary, but that's the date that was, she's picked. I was going to say, what's next Thursday? Except for the first day of, of Passover. Right. It is the first day of Passover, <laughs> which is important. Um, but that has nothing. nothing so, we're not having it. a Seder or anything in our house that night. <laughs> it has nothing to do with it. Um, I'm guessing that it's because she wants it all, all of this stuff completed before our baby shower. So oh. that when we get all the loot, hopefully. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, there's no guarantee, right? <laughs> exactly. That we don't bring it into a house. We bring it into the house the way that it's going to be. Although it would be a complete sham if you didn't, I got to tell it you. It would be right. a complete sham if we didn't get anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that's what it is. Ah, uh, okay. I mean, so did you already ask Meredith how she was? We did. I was in traffic. And yes. Our... We, um, yes. Okay. But, um, wow. So, yeah, and the baby. Now, that's the time for the baby showers to be, like, starting and the family. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, oh, and I forgot to tell you. Okay. Talking about the baby stuff. We've been going to all of these baby classes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You got to go learn about babies. Right. You got to go. <laughs> you have to go learn about how to have a baby. Like, okay. to do the actual um, delivery. So, we're in labor preparation classes mm-hmm. childbirth preparation classes they call it 
And then we also have to take a class on infant care. So we learn how to give baths and change diapers and whatnot. Is it a requirement? It is not a requirement. I mean, I but think it's, it's a great good that you're idea. doing it. I was just, yeah. I'm, cause I'm it's thinking it's not that a requirement at all. It would be helpful. It is very helpful. Um, and then we also had to do a breastfeeding class. Mm. Um, okay. Now well, do you I have it, to it's because breastfeeding is really hard. It is. And I mean, it's one of the hardest things that women do, I mean, beyond giving birth, but right. it's really hard. It's not as easy as just what you'd think. <laughs> well, it, I, I mean, yeah, not that I've ever had to deal with it before, so I just don't really don't know. So, But, I mean, do you have to, I mean, I thought you'd just put them up and they, uh, they just well, go for it. Well, to some extent, yes. Oh, okay. There is, the babies do have a lot of their own instincts. Okay. Um, but there's a lot of help that you can provide um, to give them what's, what's called a good latch. Mm-hmm. Oh. Which is when they latch on correctly and it's better for everyone. It's better too. for everyone if they get it really, really seriously. seriously. Oh, it's better okay. for everyone if they get a good latch. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. Everybody's happier. Everybody's happier in the whole house. Probably the neighborhood is oh. happier <laughs> if they get a good latch. So that's what, kind of what you're learning about. You, we also are learning about you know ways to hold the baby during breastfeeding, uh, what's probably, most comfortable, right. um, what works the best. Um, and also she talked about like the benefits versus formula. Which okay. I thought was a little weird, because like, if we were there trying to learn how to breastfeed, wouldn't we already you know, be kind of bought into the idea? Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of Which what I was thinking. I would yeah. think that there are some people who are sort of kind of not sure what they want to do and figure, let's see what our options are, or ends up not, you know, once you've experienced it and it's not working for you, you decide <laughs> not to do it. Christy has a sad microphone. I do. I have a limp microphone. You know, that may be true. I mean, I think you um, probably bought into... Yeah. Br- you probably like Well, that it. may be true, um, but I totally lost my train of thought with my sad microphone, but... Oh. Um, it's just... It was just a little weird. I could see that. You know, that it was... And I also noticed that a lot of... Because, you know, of course, we're the only gays in the classes oh, oh yes i yeah. know what i was gonna say to you yeah if you aren't committed to it the class is a little expensive to just go find out what your options are that's what i was gonna say yes. but we're of course the only gays in all of these classes so how are they reacting yeah, to that like how are the guys like so far okay like in fact i ran into one of the guys from the breastfeeding class at lowe's this morning and he was overly <laughs> friendly to me like uh-huh. sort of he wants you to know he's okay with you exactly i was like he's totally trying to make sure i know he's comfortable with my gayness <laughs> like he was like how are you oh well it was really not that class was great wasn't it <laughs> well, do you guys don't know what you're having do you no well neither do we isn't it you know it was like this whole exuberance that was just a little right. over the top exactly um, oh. but, <laughs> oh my gosh. so we have to go through all these classes. We're the only gays so far. It's okay. Okay. But like I was noticing last night, all of them, the, not all, but a lot of the male partners in this breastfeeding class were very manhandly with the boob. Oh, they were very much like, put it here, in the first place. right? Like put yeah. it here, move it around, you know, cause she was saying, what you need to do is you are going to need to like move your breast into a right position for the baby and you know all these things and oh, so all I these see. guys are just jumping right in there right and i didn't do that i was like 
you know, if you yeah. want my help, I'll help you, but I'm not going to just right. assume ownership of your breasts right, right here uh, in public, uh, exactly. right? Exactly. Uh-huh. Which is totally what I was seeing these guys do. That's and in, so weird. It was weird. That's I was so like, strange because I would I've, never think, like, here, let me... Exactly. Like, Let me help I said, you I was like, So they were manhandling someone's actual boob. And yeah, yeah, their partner's boob. That's and in public. I mean, that's public. it. I mean, you know, um, that's, in uh, front of other dudes. I don't think I've ever seen you know, in front of other do people. Because we were all sitting in a big circle, like forty people, or I'm sorry, like twenty-four people. Wow. Yeah, I don't. I it was very strange to me. Yes, it was yes. very strange. Not mm-hmm. not to knock. The, I mean, the class was great, and I well, think no. that it was great that they were being helpful. But it just seemed very right, like aggressive and sort of. <clears throat> well, th- th- I think that's the other thing too is that I, I guess I would have allowed the woman to figure out how to do it because she'd probably be the one that's going to be doing it most of the time. I mean, right? Yeah, she so. would call into the room and say, "Honey." The baby's not gotten the latch correctly here. Could you manhandle my boob? Right. <laughs> Could <Right>. you <laughs> move my boob around a lot? Could you make adjustments? Yeah. And on that booby note. But right. So, um, man. Gonna, this is so exciting. I got to tell you, I'm so excited for you Are you? Guys. you? I'm, totally bringing, um, I'm totally bringing um, our baby to the oh, show. Oh, that'd be so cool. Be not next week because it won't be here yet, but... <laughs> When it, when it, does. When it yeah. arrives and right. it's, you know, not and crying Google all the time or whatever, and, yeah. we'll, bring, we'll have a, f- a fifth co-host and That'll we'll be have cool. a little, the baby on here. Which, by the way, we still don't know what the hell we're naming this kid. Oh, so, wow. So FYI. you don't even have I any just, names yet? I do want to say Meredith, male and female. I know that we have the, I'm positive about it. I double checked. Okay. We have just a list. You to know. We, ha- we do have a list. You can spell We're it many different ways. We're trying to narrow it down. Oh, yes, they can. That's for sure. <laughs> Thank you for that. You're the third person who suggested their own name to us. <laughs> I didn't like it growing up, but now I have fond respect. I really go. like the name Meredith. Thanks. I think it's a great name. I really, really do. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, we have For a somebody list, else. but we don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to be joined by Kate Brindle. Yes, yeah, from, from Eastern Michigan. You? Yep, Eastern Michigan University. She's got a few things that she's going to be um, talking to us about. And um, so there sounds, sounds like some exciting events. Cool. We could possibly talk We're about the meat about conversation. Meat again. Yes, woohoo! Tasty. My favorite topic. <laughs> Nobody beats our meat. Both so, nice, maybe. Yeah, so we do have uh, Kate on the phone from Eastern Michigan University's um, Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, and Transgender Resource Center. Hi, Kate. Good, good. Welcome to the show. So, um, actually, welcome back to the show. So, (laughs) yes. Um, So, um, I hear that. Speak. We just had a a birthing that we're talking about a birth that's about to happen for in Christie's life, but we have a rebirthing that's happening at Eastern Michigan University. I hear. We do. Um, It's probably not quite as exciting, but um, we uh, the organization Tri Pride, which is. uh, an LGBT and ally um, activist advocacy organization on campus is actually getting revitalized. So we have two very eager students who um, are conducting actually the first meeting tomorrow at six o'clock. So if anyone, and that's in, open to everybody, community members as well. Um, oh wow! To that, to uh, to talk about how to get the group going again. 
Wow, and this that's is excellent. This is the same group that started the whole Ypsilanti uh, issue. That this is the same right, group with that standard went standard printing. Yep, yeah. exactly. And standard printing said no, and so Ypsilanti <laughs> was like, "We we're not going to tolerate this kind of discrimination." Right, so right. what it was specifically, just in case you don't know, is that they went to standard printing to get raffle tickets. Yep. I think printed up, and they standard printing said, "We won't print." those raffle tickets because we are Christians and we that's don't right. believe in homosexuality. And that's how um, Ypsilanti got a non-discrimination ordinance inclusive of sexual orientation. That's right. Exactly. So beware. Tripride is coming back. That's right. They're fierce. They're a force to be reckoned with. Exactly. So what are they going to be, uh, what is their first fierce uh, movement that they're going to be doing? Well, the first thing that they're going to be doing actually is um, organizing a, uh, a silent march for LGBT remembrance, and uh, it's, it's kind of to coincide with the Day of Silence. Um, there's, there were some students who were going to be in the organization that were really active in gay-straight alliances um, in their high schools that they took part in this event every year, and so they're going to extend it to our campus. And then I think that what they're, they're having a, um, an informational meeting tomorrow for, you know, the, the, the group to kind of get together and decide what's going to be on their agenda. But there's definitely, you know, like you said, a, a really strong precedent for, um, you know, student activism on campus and, and extending throughout, you know, to the Ypsilanti community as well. Can you tell us when and where that meeting is tomorrow? Sure. It's um, at 6 o'clock, and it's in 237 King Hall. So that's actually right across the hallway from the LGBT Resource Center. Oh, okay. okay. Great. And then um, you also have a discussion series, like actually a continuation of the discussion series that you've been having all semester. We do. We, um, we have, um, this is our fourth one and our, our last one of the semester. They've been going really well. We've been trying different formats. Um, sometimes we have panelists. Sometimes we just have real informal discussions without panelists. Sometimes we have special guests. We, you know, we try to change it up a little bit. And this one, the last one we're doing um, of the semester is called Intersections, Race and Sexuality. And basically what we're going to be talking about is the intersections of race, sexual orientation, gender identity, and expression. Um, we're also going to be talking about racism in the LGBT community and ways to uh, strategies to help combat that. Um, okay. Now, come on, GLBT, we're already a marginalized group. Why would we want to marginalize other races? Uh, well, well, that's what we're saying, and that's what we want to make, <laughs> that's what we want to make people you, aware Dan. of, that, yes. that it's important, you know, to recognize intersections and, to, you know, you know, for people to come together, you know, and, exactly. and to further distance themselves. So um, that is going to be, and, and we also have, we have some folks from U of M that are going to be on that panel. Oh, good. Um, Jim, Jim Toy is going to be on that panel, which we're really uh, looking forward to. Love Jim uh, Toy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's excellent. So, so it'll be a nice, you know, combination of, of U of M people and uh, EMU people as well. Um, and that's going to be on Tuesday, April 18th at 530 in the Kenny Union Main Lounge. And uh, there'll be food there, too. We have some nice Always important there. to point that out. Oh, yes. yes. Exactly. <laughs> for, uh, especially for me. Um, so, <laughs> um, but then, okay, now, now brace yourself, Kate. I didn't warn you about this. Okay. So we talked about this earlier about the lavender situation. Yes, and um, that you're um, that we 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 can't call it the lavender graduation, so it's actually called something else now. Right, it's called the uh, the lavender spring celebration. Um, just because I think that what they want to do is they want to encourage people to attend the main graduation 
um, for you know the students to attend the, the big the big shebang graduation, and rather than I, I think that what they were worried is that people would attend smaller graduations and not go to the big one. And so what we're doing is we're obviously still recognizing the graduates, but we definitely encourage them to to attend uh, you know the main graduation if they're going to do that. So what we're calling this, and, and ours is a little more inclusive too. So it's the um, the lavender spring celebration, and we're celebrating not only graduates. Um, but also we do these uh, role model and mentor awards. And so we, um, we give people awards that are role models and mentors in the LGBT community, both on campus and in the community. So, so anybody... Community I haven't members- received my notice yet, Kate, and I'm <laughs> 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 oh, Yes. There's well, a reason for that, Christy. Well, you guys are all invited, so I will, I'm sorry. I will definitely send that out. Um, <laughs> you know, it would be great if you all could come. And, and even if you want to nominate someone, that would be great, too. We've, you know, we've, um, we've honored community members in the past, and, and we encourage community members to nominate people as well. So. Okay, so, Christy, I'll nominate you. You nominate Meredith, and Meredith, you nominate me. We'll have this all Sweet. set. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> a great plan. <laughs> and it's oh. just evil enough to work. I know, exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think they're on to us. <laughs> oh, so we're talking to Kate right now, so I think we're pretty transparent. And then, um, now, but now, one of the things now, are, are you able to help us with any breaking news of who ha- who is a role model now or who might be a mentor honored? Or maybe who are some of the folks that have won in the past? Oh. Yeah, I, I can tell who's, uh, who's won in the past um, just because I don't want to... You know, it's it's kind of a secret until the day of. Oh. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of like the Oscars. So, um, well, obviously we'll notify people that have been nominated because we'll invite them (laughs) to the ceremony. But, uh, yeah, some of the folks that have been nominated in the past and have won, um, Jim Vick, who is our vice president of uh, student affairs, has won. Uh, Glenna Frank Miller, who is the head of McKenney Union um, Campus Life and Diversity Program, and then several students have won. Greg Barnum has won. Our and own we, Greg Barnum. Our yeah. own Greg Barnum. Yeah. Yes. So, um, so it's really you know it's uh, it's, it's students and faculty and staff members, and we've we've got um, quite a few nominations um, this year too. And and the good thing is is that we honor everyone that's nominated. It's not like we you know wade through them all and then decide who's the best role model and mentors. We re- we really like to honor everyone that um, you know that's nominated. So we have a chance. We do have a chance. <laughs> we do. Yeah. And I think one of the other things that's been really that's really neat about this is that um, President Fallon is actually going to be uh, speaking at the event. He is. Yep. He, um, our, our president, uh, President Willis, was there last year, and uh, President Fallon's going to be speaking. He's he's been incredibly supportive of LGBT events. He was uh, the Stonewall Scholarship Reception was hosted actually at his house at the university house. Um, he was with us for our LGBT advisory board retreat. So um, he, he's going to be at this event speaking as well. Great, and then there's another thing that's now we've we've talked about this on the on the air with University of Michigan, but we I hear um, Eastern Michigan has taken this uh, this next thing on. Yes, we are also um, hosting the Love Makes a Family uh, art exhibit. So we're really excited about that. Um, that's going to be April 25th um, from 11 to 4 o'clock in the Union in the Tower Room. And um, I know U of M did a reception for it. We're not actually going to be doing a reception because it's during our finals time. But we just thought it was important for it to be present on our campus for students and um, you know faculty, staff, and, and community members as well. If they're in the building, to just drop by and, and see portraits of LGBT families. So we're, we're very excited about that. 
Well, that's great. Yeah, and now you know what we didn't mention um, the uh, time of, or the, excuse me, the date of the spring celebration. Oh yes, yeah, that'd probably be good, right? Um, it's going to be on Monday, um, April twenty fourth, and if you'd like to come, we're asking that people RSVP, um, and especially if they have any like dietary requirements, um, that they please RSVP um, directly to me, actually, and I can uh, give my email address. It, it is free to attend. Anyone that can attend, anyone can attend. You just need to RSVP, um, and you can just RSVP to me, and my email address is K. Brindle, it's B-R-I-N-D-L-E at emish.edu. And you can also go to our website um, if you are a graduate that, that would like to be honored or you're someone who wants to nominate a role model or mentor, um, you can go to our website, which is emish.edu slash L-G-B-T-R-C. Fantastic. All right, great. Super. Yeah, so Kate, thank you so much for uh, coming back on and coming back every single month. Yeah. This is great. I really appreciate you having me. It's well, fun. sure. It's always great to find out what's going on at EMU. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes. And so definitely put us uh, on, our cal- on your calendar for May. I'd love to, we'll talk about other things because you may not be as active on campus, but um, we can talk about other things on, that's going on. We can talk about yeah, Kate's we- comedy. <gasps> or we can, yeah. you know, talk about Kate about her favorite food. Talk to Kate about her favorite food, favorite exactly. color. Yeah, yeah. Right. Why not? I'm open to anything. Yeah, we talk about lots of stuff. There are lots of things, <laughs> other things to talk about, right? Be warned, Kate. Be, be warned. <laughs> I'll get ready now. Exactly. Well, thanks again for uh, for letting us uh, have a, a little bit more of your t- of your time. Well, so. thanks for having me. Really, hopefully, I'll, I'll be able to see you at the Lavender Celebration. I'll, I'll send you an invite. Okay. Terrific! Yay! And again, that's going to be on uh, April twenty fourth. Um, so definitely check out their website to find out more information. All right. I think we're going to take another break. Now? I think we are. All right. So we um, now, um, Meredith, could you help me out a little bit on sure. who is going to be joining us? Sure. We're going to have um, Marina from the RCRC and Michelle, who's. Um, Part of Medical Students for Choice, we're going to be talking about the upcoming Michigan March for Toys. For, for Toys? For Choice? <laughs> What's the RCRC? <laughs> the Religious Coalition for Reproductive Choice. Okay, great. So we'll be talking to them after the break. Thanks a lot. Yep. This is Keith Orr from Common Language Bookstore and The Out Bar. You're listening to Closets Are for Clothes on WCBN FM Ann Arbor, 88.3 on your radio dial. Great. Great. <laughs> Yes, I just give them the great. rundown okay. about what cuss words they can say, and when I when I informed her of which ones she could say, she said, "Great! <laughs> <laughs> I think we're in for a good time." Exactly. Oh my goodness! So, so go ahead. So welcome, Marina. Thank you. And Michelle. Thank you very much. Do you, Michelle? Do you want to tell everyone where you're, what you do around choice issues and what groups you're from? Or I wasn't sure what affiliation you were going to use this evening. <laughs> sure. I'm actually a second-year medical student here at the University of Michigan. I am doing an MD-PhD with my PhD in health policy, and for the past year I've been serving with the American Medical Student Association as the reproductive health policy coordinator. 
I also am one of the coordinators for the Medical Students for Choice chapter here at the University of Michigan. So that's sort of where my expertise comes from on these issues. Exciting. Great. And yeah. Marina, are, you've been here before, but remind us. Well, I have several hats. <laughs> I am a member of, uh, very active with the Mayoral Pro-Choice, which is the Michigan uh, organization for the narrow uh, national organization. I'm involved with Planned Parenthood and the Religious Coalition for Reproductive Choice that we have a chapter here in Ann Arbor called the Ann Arbor Unit of the mm. Religious Coalition for Reproductive Choice. Mm. Exciting. Yes. Okay. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the event in Lansing on April 25th? Sure. So coming up in a couple of weeks on Tuesday, and Tuesday is very important because the legislature will still be in session. So ah. mm-hmm. we know that it's difficult for people to get up in the middle of the week, but we really need you up there because that's when you can actually talk to your legislator and their staff. Um, essentially what we'll be doing is we'll be rallying in front of the Capitol all day on Tuesday starting around noon and going till about 4.30. You'll have the opportunity to check in with your legislature to uh, lobby on some of the contraceptive equity bills that are out there and also to uh, visit the gallery itself. And then we have a couple of documentaries being screened and also a legal panel on what's been going on in the state and around the country as well. And then we'll end with a big rally on the lawn and a bunch of really awesome speakers are slated to be there for that. I would like to mention that it's Tuesday, April 25th, for those who don't know which Tuesday. Ah, there you go, there you go. <laughs> Good also, point. Uh, there's a, a li- an impressive group of people that uh, have endorsed the march Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Everybody from the ACLU right on up to the National Council on Jewish Women, um, Northern Michigan University Republicans for Choice, Pro-Choice Education Network, Michigan Now, the League of Women Voters, you name it, they're pretty much I'm out gonna say, there. Just to name a few. That's mm-hmm. quite a list out that I see there. Mm-hmm. And um, so, um, so this is not the first time that we've gone up to Lansing and, and done this uh, Michigan March for Choice. So um, describe like what's happened at the, the past events or somebody's interested. Like what actually goes on at this thing? Um, so I guess actually I could take that one. I went to my first Michigan March for Choice last year. Um, I actually just moved here from Houston. So I had the wonderful opportunity of being in Lansing to lobby for the first time during this Michigan March for Choice last year. And what we essentially did was there was a big space on the lawn outside of the Capitol with a tent and lots of volunteers from different organizations around Planned Parenthood and now and Mayral with information and buttons and T-shirts and all kinds of great things. And then... Um, On top of that, there are also some speeches that were made about how to lobby and what actually bills we were lobbying on. And then we met with our legislators uh, to attempt to get them to sign on to whatever bill we were talking about. Um, In this case, we were also, again, lobbying for contraceptive equity, which is a really big deal, trying to get all of the insurers in the state to cover contraceptives the same way they cover other drugs. And then there's the opportunity to... Um, wander around the Capitol a little bit. They have a couple of other rooms in other buildings where they're screening documentaries about reproductive choice issues. We also had a really great panel that year um, talking about the various um, partial birth abortion bans and the way that language has changed around the issue and how it's convinced other people um, to be swayed one way or the other just based on the language. And then we finally had a rally out front with about, gosh, how many people were there last year? It's been at least... 
four to five hundred. I was least. thinking, yeah. mm-hmm. and we hope to have more. This was a, a sequel to the big march in Washington right. uh, in 2004, where over a million people went to Washington, and I think there were several thousands that went from Michigan. So we hope yep. that they will be drawn again to show up in Lansing. Sometimes I'm very Im- impressed by the lack of sophistication of people from an arbor, be the students from U of M that you would think are top in being sophisticated and the community, but they don't seem to have ever been to Lansing and let me tell you, the legislators will not bite you, and it's really lots of fun. And would be good for you to have the experience of visiting the Capitol building, which is very beautiful. It really is. Excellent. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the rotunda and stuff, yeah. So I have a question, and I'm not really sure if either of you can address this, and, but we this is the sort of the second or third time in the last three weeks that we've talked about choice issues. And... Um, this is an LGBT show, and so I know what the connection is, but I'm wondering if maybe, you know, there might be people out there listening who don't, who think, this. I listen to this show because it's about gay stuff. I don't want to sit and talk about abortion again. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. why, do they, why are we doing that? Um, so I guess that's my question. What is the connection? Why is it such an important topic that we have it on our show on a regular basis? It seems to me that much of the uh, anti-choice group is uh, wants to make the word sex a four-letter word. Uh, it seems to me that they are against much more than just abortion. Abortion is the tip of the iceberg, uh, but they are against uh, sex education. They uh, have now implemented the issue of um, uh, abstinence-only education, and this certainly would be interesting to the LBG community. Yes, definitely. Community. Uh, they are spreading misinformation about the fact that uh, saying that condoms are uh, are useless, don't use them, they fail. You know, lots of information that they spread that is very misinformation. So, in that sense, we are you know, together in this fight. And you can see them now getting out the real, you know, their uh, wolf uh, mm-hmm. paws out of mm-hmm. the sheepskin, if it was ever a sheepskin. <laughs> <laughs> now they are attacking birth control, they are attacking sex education, and uh, if the... Uh, amendment that they are trying to pass that would make a person from the moment of conception if people want to have um, fertility services they won't be able to get them because the little petri dish has all these people in the petri dish you know there's a lot that is uh, involved in the is, is, to me it's just making sex something bad mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of crossover between the two issues. I mean, reproductive choice is just a piece of freedom of sexuality. And I feel like there are laws from the anti-choice group or bills being introduced, such as you have to be married in order to have IVF. And so if you're a and lesbian what's IVF? or in vitro fertilization, gotcha. which is the way that um, people have children who typically can't. And so it would even impact, say, lesbian or gay couples who wanted to have children by um, medical means. And so it's... It's ab- absolutely, there's ties to the issue because there's a uh, willingness to restrict sexuality and a willingness to restrict the freedoms of sexuality. I mean, even your uh, abstinence only until marriage messages 
really are a problem for LGBT youth because that tells you, you know, we don't let you get married. So guess what? You also don't ever get to have sex. And you also just should be an asexual being because your very existence is incorrect. Right. And you don't matter enough for us to include you in our curriculum. Exactly. Right. Oh, you, like, you know, right. Oh. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. Well, exactly. Because I think that's one of the things that we, you know, stay out of the bedroom. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. the, the, the bottom line is that, you know, what we're doing in there does not necessarily, I mean, needs to be legislated. Right. You Absolutely. Know? And well, and I think the other connection, I mean, Roe v. Wade was decided on the constitutional right to privacy, mm-hmm. constitutionally implied right to privacy. Um, and that is also what decided the sodomy case in Texas was the constitutionally implied right to privacy. So if, you know, if people who are against, um, who are anti-choice can make the argument that you don't have that right to privacy or we can infringe upon that right to privacy, it, it applies in a similar way to LGBT folks. Exactly. For sure. Absolutely. My fair state, Texas. Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Just a great place. (laughs) Austin's nice, though. Oh, Austin's lovely. Austin's (laughs) wonderful. So, Marina, I know that you, one of your other hats is that you do go up to Lansing a lot and lobby and talk with legislators, and you said people should be scared of doing that. Could you maybe describe what someone might expect to experience sitting down and meeting with a legislator? Well, if you especially meet with your own legislators, like we did the last time, all the Washtenaw County legislators from Alma Wheeler-Smith on the east side of Washtenaw, uh, Chris Cobb in Ann Arbor, uh, Pam Byrne on the west side of, roughly, I mean, I'm saying, on the west side of Washtenaw, and uh, um, Kathy Anger on the southern part, we had a conference room, and they came, those who couldn't come personally, send representatives. We just sat them, and we gave them our information why we felt that the emergency contraception should be available. That's why we went up at that occasion with uh, petitions of people supporting uh, over-the-counter emergency contraception. And they talk with you, especially, we are very lucky because our representatives in Washington County are very supportive. So we talked with them of why we felt this way. You know, we felt that we are as moral as those that supposedly talk themselves as the moral majority, which I feel they are not moral nor the majority. (laughs) But... So we just called in advance to have this kind of service. Now, we also stopped, without having any appointment, to visit the leadership in the Capitol building. We visited both the Senate Majority Leader, which is a Republican, and the Minority Leader, uh, which is a Democrat, and the same thing in the House. And we explained the same situation. And again, you go in and you say, I would like to speak with somebody relating to you know, whatever is your subject that you want, and they will uh, have a uh, council that will come out and talk to you. Usually it's very polite. Only once my husband and I and another woman were thrown out of an office from a very anti-choice person. Uh Uh-oh, (laughs) uh-oh. And to this day she's still traumatized. (laughs) 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 The senator or the uh, friend? Was a a house uh, representative. Oh, house representative. Oh, wow. A big big name. Wow, (laughs) goodness. <laughs> but that's not, I mean, it's like unusual. you said, that's unusual. Yeah. That's uncommon. Yeah, usually very, po- right. very right. polite. Yeah. yeah, I mean, one of my favorite slogans about lobbying is no permanent friends, no permanent enemies. The person that you're arguing with today may be the person you agree with tomorrow. So it's always possible, and they're never going to try and make an enemy of you, particularly when you're in their 
voting district. Right. So. If you're their constituent, they don't want to make you mad. Exactly. They yeah. just want to say, you know, if they don't agree with you, they're just going to pat you on the back of the hand and say, thank you so much for coming. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you later. And if they agree with you, they you may be surprised what they're willing to do for you. Mm-hmm. From this area, it's just one hour drive up to Lansing. So right. please, you can take three hours, one hour to go up, one hour to run around and one hour to come back. Right, right. And I think that's one of the things that you're, this is a great uh, county to start with, too. If this is the first time you've ever done right, it. Right, it's a piece of cake. Yeah, so you've got it someone is, right? who they're already friendly. <laughs> they're already, there's a large number of people that are here, right. so you're not going to be alone. you got people that are already on your side. But the thing is, just because they're on your side doesn't necessarily mean they don't want to hear from you. Absolutely. I think you still have to go and let them know that, yes, I'm affirming your decisions, and yeah. I support you in making those decisions mm-hmm. uh, for me. So Yeah, our, when, when I've called... Um, John Conyers office before and said please I want to just let him I'm a voter and I vote every time and I want to let him know I'd really like him to oppose blah 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 or support right. blah 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 and I always get the answer well he is already you know he's voting against that or he's voting for it and I say that's great please tell him that I appreciate that he did that yes like that's a really important thing to do because I think that they often times lose sight of the people that support them because yes. we're not calling yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you yes. know we're not because we say oh well, we know you know right. we think Chris Cole well he's gay as hell like he's gonna support us right but support our issues it doesn't mean he doesn't need us to he doesn't need to hear from us Right, and I think also the other thing too is that when they hear from the same people over and over and over, they they they're like, "Yep, I already know who you are. I know what you're here for." So mm-hmm. new faces g- definitely generate a mm-hmm. new energy around that particular mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, if you've never been up there, this is the year to do it. I mean, look at the warm weather we're already having. So <laughs> last I mean, year it was freezing. Yes, oh yeah, yes. it should be nice on April 25th. Mm-hmm. Oh, you well, never know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. <laughs> well, and the other thing too is that. And I'm, I guess I'm really pushing, saying, you know, to desensitize yourself from it, kind of thing, is that you can definitely go to the website um, of Michigan March for Choice. It's actually mi-march-the-number-four-choice.net. And remember, .net. It's not uh, the other ones you might think of. Yeah. Right, all the other ones, yes. But .net, if you go to that, they also have on there, you know, click here for footage from about last year's event. And you can go there. And I watched it, actually, the past couple of days preparing for the show. And there was, I mean, I really enjoyed... And Rules. I know exactly. <laughs> I really got a sense of what the people were talking about. Some of the the, the speeches that were b- being said. You got to see what it's like on a cold, you know, windy day. Um, you know, you got to see the rally. You got to see the panel. Um, and you even got to see. And I and I will admit, I love this. Is the raging grannies? They even did oh. a little, you know, singing a song for us, which was hysterical. And we couldn't get our computer to 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 work the way we wanted to play it for you tonight. But I mean, there, there's that. I'm not going to say there's entertainment but it's not this like um, it, it seemed, yes, there were really heavy points, and there were some situations where it was just like, wow, it really hit me, and I was like, yes, that is the reason why I I, I believe this, or whatever, but but there were other points where it was fun, you know, where they got out there, they just had a good time. I think if you work on this issue of sex, you have to have a sense of humor, <laughs> especially when we are in the minor- minority in the sense of, in Lansing, yeah. it's not that the population is against us, it's the people that are up in Lansing are very you know, Neanderthal types of people. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. exactly. It's so true. It is. And, well, you know, you say it's not that we're the minority. I think that there are a lot of people who are complacent or mm-hmm. just, you know, ignorant. And I don't mean that in the, the like, the negative connotation. They're just uninformed. You know, I very, as recently as a couple of years ago, somebody said to me, 
gays can't get married like people don't know sometimes right. and i think that that's an issue with choice too like oh well abortion they just take it for granted they take you know oh my insurance doesn't cover birth control who knew Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, they take a lot of that stuff for granted. They just don't understand. And this is a one way. Like, this event is one of the ways for them to learn about that. Well, and I think that goes back to to Marina's point about the Michigan students not getting up to Lansing very often. They take it for granted that Roe is going to be around and that mm-hmm. people cover your birth control because that's just the right thing to do. And, you know, the truth of the matter is we need some people up there telling them it still is the right thing to do and they still need to continue to do those right. things. But so they're not all doing faces. it, though. Right. I mean, that's the other thing, that they're not all doing it. And we just learned that with South Dakota and there's mm-hmm. a lot of other states are in right now um, passing legislation. So as soon as the Supreme Court makes a yeah, decision. This is all sort of aftershock of Bush getting elected to a mm-hmm. second term. You yes. know, like mm-hmm. it's sort of opened up a lot of possibility for a conservative backslash backlash backlash right. <laughs> sorry home improvement is on my brain um backlash i think is definitely there yes. because Absolutely. of this because of and so things like this are really really important mm-hmm. um in a time yeah, like this in, in my opinion also is much more than bush bush will be gone hallelujah in three years but uh we are going to have a congress which is right. absolutely awful i mean the type of legislation they passed just recently uh, i will give you an example they uh, changed the rules for the first time for medicaid patients mm-hmm. they, they no longer require that uh, family planning services or, or birth control services be provided what wow. happened i yes. did not know this recently well missouri the house already passed legislation that will no longer provide uh, family planning services to women and men on Medicaid and forbids referrals. So how much worse can you get? I mean, not only they don't want to pay for the services, but they won't even allow people to have the information about it. And yet you can't, you know, you're cut off after four years of state assistance. Right. 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 The you same know? people who want to restrict <laughs> access to information and right. restrict access to preventive care are the same people who are going to say, well, fine, you know, we aren't going to give you sex education, we aren't going to give you birth control, and we aren't going to give you abortion, but when you have that kid, you're on your own. See you later. Right. And we're not going to help you. And, but we'll give you Viagra. Yeah. Right. Ah. We'll, make sure, we'll make sure that you can get it up, right? Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we've actually talked about this on the, the show before. The states with the most restrictive um, abortion policies also have the lowest amount of funding for children and family services. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. directly correlated. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's damn sad. Yes. Actually, it's interesting because uh, a, uh, um, uh, Christina Page, who wrote a book, I forgot the title of the book, you have it there. How the Pro-Choice Movement Saved America, Freedom Politics and the War on Sex. Mm. She's going to be in Ann Arbor on uh, May Third, I, th- I mm-hmm. believe. Wednesday, May third, from five thirty to seven thirty at Ann Arbor Brewing or Arbor Brewing, excuse me, Arbor yeah. Brewing gotcha. Company. And she wrote exactly this kind of book, saying that the people who are pro-choice are much more pro-family, really, and pro-life. Because if you don't support the children after they are born, I mean, or women through their pregnancy, you are not pro-life. Mm-hmm. Right. So she she has a very good point about this. Mm. Yep. And for more information on that, you can visit www.prochoicemichigan.org, which is the Mayral website. 
Right. Oh, great. That's chocolates for choice. I want to make sure that we mention the chocolates part of it. Yes. Oh, you like the chocolates? Oh. <laughs> 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 I actually really quickly have a question for you about um, medical students for choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I've heard, I don't know that this is true, that it's actually sort of to be a medical student and to like want to learn how to provide an abortion is pretty challenging. Is that true? It is actually. Um, The vast majority of residency programs are funded partially at least by federal and state funds. And they're pretty restrictive about how you're allowed to use those funds for abortion teaching. Um, So, for instance, the University of Michigan residency programs here have to sort of be finagle a little bit about what they call their certain fellowships and things that they can use to teach abortion services. We send students to Planned Parenthood to learn that kind of thing because we can't actually teach it at the University of Michigan right. um, for students. They, there are just some various restrictions about how how you can use the funds for teaching abortion services. So and I will just say really quickly, I, I know that that's true, but um, I also want to say that Tim Johnson, who's the head of OBGYN, is rapidly pro-choice. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's okay. a really important thing Absolutely. to know. He actually got on the front page of the Ann Arbor News within a year of being hired here, saying that he was going to perform abortions and improve women's health and all this kind of stuff. And and um, he the, the entirety of his uh, speech about being accepted as the department chair here was that he wanted to improve women's health and he had like this comprehensive idea for improving women's health and it included abortion services. Well, the headline of the Ann Arbor News apparently said something about new department head to provide abortions or something like that. That's <laughs> oh, <laughs> the only thing totally, he's going to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So he is rapidly pro-choice and an, an amazing ally in the, in the uh, pro-choice movement. So he's Yeah, I think really it's so much, you know, it's so important to think about uh, abortion like part of the health services. Mm-hmm. And everybody should be in favor of preventing unwanted pregnancies. Right. Right. So why be against birth control, against sex education, etc., etc.? If you really are against abortion, you should be supporting Absolutely. Kind of you should support those things. You know, it's oh, funny I said they you should be handing that. out birth control on the street corner if they're right. really right. against abortion. <laughs> really, right. There's a, somebody that goes to my gym who has a bumper sticker that says, Pray for an end to abortion. And I keep trying to find that person getting into their car and see who it is so that I can say, what exactly do you mean? Do you mean like providing alternatives, you know, providing education beforehand, providing birth control, providing sexuality education? Is that what you mean or you just want it to stop? Right, right, right. It's not just going to stop and that's the problem. Right, right, right. It's not going to stop. It's going to become more dangerous, Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Well, it's going to even become more more dangerous for women, especially if if the medical system doesn't understand how to how to perform a you know a healthy safe um, abortion? But I mean, the, the mother's life is mm-hmm. in jeopardy, and nobody mm-hmm. knows how to do it. Absolutely. How many more complications is that woman going to have to go through? I mean, it's kind of that same thing we were talking about earlier about how they were talking about how to do breastfeeding, and the men just dived in, and I was like, you know, is that the woman's right to figure right. that out? You know, it's right. It's kind of well, like I mean, they need it's to. Certainly, well, he's welcome to help. Right. But wait till he's asked. Right. That's kind of what I was. 
right. thinking maybe and he why should, should not a woman just have... dive right in there. Right. And so that's exactly it. And have her be, you know, the, the well, test case or to try to figure out how to do this. Well, I have a great idea. I think all those people in the uh, in Congress and in our legislature that voted for abstinence only, I think only those who married and were Absolutely. abstinent should have voted this way. All the others should recuse themselves. That's right. I agree. Uh-huh. I agree. It's like Al Franken did that thing mm-hmm. about the tell mm-hmm. us your abstinence story. He wrote, sent letters to George Bush and all of these oh. Republicans and said, what is your abstinence story? I'm trying to write a book <laughs> on abstinence. What is yours? Like, how was... Well, how did you... How did you be stay abstinent? Right. How did you remain <laughs> abstinent you were married? You know? Oh, uh, wow. Which we all know they didn't do. No. Nope. Right? Of course. No. Nope. <laughs> oh, so, exactly. Yeah. But that's not hypocritical. No. 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 <laughs> but I think that that's... I mean, but that's... How do you create the conversation? Because that's one of the things is with... Like with my mom. I mean, when we talk about this issue, she is unfortunately anti-choice and, I, and I'm pro-choice. And so we have this conversation and we're, you know, married... We're... Um, uh, you know, sex is only for procreation of the child and things like this, and that's what. Oh yeah, that's the only. She must thing have on. heard from the Pope, I guess. Well, well she is actually. That's exactly. She she has direct. She has, I think she has a direct line. Uh, on the Pope on line. speed dial. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and you see how well they do on sex. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, I talked to her and I says, you know, I know you had a, you had sex more than five times, you know, because you know, like this or whatever in your life. And she looked at me and I'm like, oh, don't go there, mom. Don't tell me you've only had it five times. And she just, I mean, she got red and things like this. And it's like, Mom, that's the whole point. We should be able to talk about this. I mm-hmm. mean, this should not be, I mean, how mm-hmm. other, how, how, how to bring this up in a healthy way? How do we, like, when my nephews become the age where they're, you know, they're going to start exploring this, like, they're not already. But anyway, but it's one of those things where they're going to have these feelings. Right. How do we talk to them about this? And how do we, you know, so we can prevent them from having an unwanted pregnancy? And unfortunately, they're both, they're, with nephews, are male, obviously, but it's one of those things where, you know, they're they've got you know they're the male, so they can walk away, quote unquote. Um, but you know that that's I feel it's a little irresponsible not to right. talk to them about it. I think a program that uh, you might know more, Meredith, that uh, Governor um, Granholm has been pushing uh, talk. Early or talk often and yes. talk often is a very good idea. Is to tell the parents, okay, you don't want to have sex education in the schools. As a parent, you should be responsible mm-hmm. to talk to the children. If you wait when the women start menstruating to start talking about sex education, is way too late. They already, you know, got plenty of misinformation mm-hmm. or fr- from their friends or through the images on television, which certainly are not the best way to, you know, you think about all the sex on television and there is never talk about contraceptives. Exactly. And I think we talk a lot about, or at least um, the administration and a lot of the culture in this country talks a lot about individual responsibility. And I think that we need to also be responsible as a society. We need to make sure that our kids know what they need to know in order to protect themselves. And that is about social responsibility. It's not about anything else. And in order to really communicate and con- you know, connect with people who are less than excited about the idea of teenagers having sex, then you need to say, you know, I sort of agree with you. I, I mean, you know, as a, as a future medical provider, I don't necessarily think it's particularly healthy for 13-year-olds to be having sex. But mm-hmm. at the same time, Without proper education and without 
encouragement and support networks, there will be 13-year-olds having sex. And if there are 13-year-olds having sex, they need to know what they need to know in order to protect themselves. And that will help us to to reduce the incidence of cervical cancer. It will help us to reduce the incidence of unintended pregnancy, the spread of STDs, pelvic inflammatory disease, infertility, all kinds of really terrible things. And also that it's not something that happens and it's going to affect them the rest of their life. I mean, I think that that's one of the things that... You know, to have that stigma with you for the rest of your life, I think that's going to be like, and I, there's many different things of either from STDs to having a, a child at the age of 13. I mean, there's a lot of different things that, that can happen mm-hmm. there. Um, so I think that you're right. I mean, there's a lot of prevention our society can do. And one of the things you can do to, to, to provide prevention is by going to the Michigan March for Choice on Tuesday, April 25th, mm-hmm. um, in a couple of weeks. And definitely check out the website. If you're really Starting nervous about noon. this, I don't know, actually. Starting at noon. Yep. Starting going till 4.30. It's important if you want to go lobby, you should register Early. for the vote. I mean, register at the website. Yes. Um, because that way they can link up who your legislator is. They make all of the phone calls for you to have your appointment with someone. So, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So it's important that if you do think you're going to go or you want to go, you should absolutely check out the website and register and you'll get more information about all the different activities that are planned. Um, and it's the speakers, the speakers. up-to-date information mm-hmm. about speakers. Yeah. Right and it's also got a map. And one of the things I loved about it is there was a little thing, and I clicked on the map, and I knew exactly how to get I mean, it was like, the map is great. That's mm-hmm. on the website. So we'll see you up there? Um, I think it's yeah, I think it's a great <laughs> idea. I would definitely support the people. Um, I may be one of those folks that has to make a phone call. So <laughs> that's one of those things, yes. And you um, know, if you can't get up there, phone call is the next best thing. Yeah, yes, so, exactly. Yes. And letting if you're them busy know, on a Tuesday, which I know a lot of people are, you know, get your legislator's phone number and give them a ring. And that's exactly it. Like, what I've done in the past is when I know that there was different things that are happening up in Lansing is that I've called the office and says, you just got a visit from from various people for this issue. I may not be there personally, but I'm here to support them by phone. Mm-hmm. I want to so. thank you both for coming. Really quickly, before we go, I want to make sure that we mention that the Trainee Roadshow starts in like a minute and a half in the Michigan League, um, and, and it goes till 10. So if you're just now leaving your house, you're totally fine. Yes. Um, you're not going to miss much just the very beginning probably some introduction stuff. Probably, so yeah. If you wanted to go to that again, it's the Michigan League, um, and it starts in about a minute. Um, so thank you guys again. Both yeah. of you. Yeah. Thank Good you. luck with Thanks the for having us. Thanks. Thanks for tuning into Closets Are Foreclosed on WCBN-FM 88.3 Radio Free Ann Arbor. You can contact us by calling 734-763-3500. That's 763-3500. Or you can write us here at the station at 530-SAB Ann Arbor, Michigan 48109. Or at our Ipsy office, you can reach us at P.O. Box 980070, Ypsilanti, Michigan 48198. The views and opinions expressed on Closets Are For Clothes are solely those of their speakers and are not the opinions of WCBN or our licensees, the regents of the University of Michigan. For Dan Burns, I'm Christy Cardinal. See you at the same time, same place next week, Wednesday from 6 to 7. Peace. Let's listen. We begin with sun on salt water. The hot sun warms the ocean, evaporating water into gas. 
the invisible water vapor in the air. And this warm gas rises. And as it rises, it cools to form little clouds that band together. Light and fluffy clouds that blow in every breeze that comes along. The breeze now blows the clouds upward, taking them higher and higher. And up the mountainside they go, now heavy with moisture. And the cooling temperature.